Seth Goldberg with you, flying solo through this afternoon. I'll take you up until 2 o'clock here on ESPN Radio, and we have a jam-packed show. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, we've got Adrian Autry, Syracuse assistant basketball coach. We'll hear from Steve on the road on his way to Dayton. Danny Shea's coming up at 1.15, and Onondaga OCC uh, women's basketball coach, Mike Wheeler coming up, uh, his team going to the uh, going uh, deep again to the Elite Eight uh, of their tournament, uh, going to their fifth regional final uh, in ten years. That's it. That's incredible. So they're going to go to the Elite Eight. So we'll talk to him coming up uh, later on in the show. That'll be around one forty-five. So jam-packed show. Time for you to get your phone calls in three one five four three seven seventy-six forty-four. SU and Arizona State tomorrow night. Uh, it is March Madness. Like, March Madness kicks off tonight. I am so excited because we get to fire up the best theme song in all of sports. Or, I think, one of the best theme songs in all of sports. And we just listen to this thing play and we enjoy the great basketball and the craziness and the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows of the NCAA tournament. And it, you know, naturally, we'll be sitting here on Thursday or Friday and we'll be watching these games on TV I, I think and I will I will back this up I think that the 36 hours from like noon on Thursday to like midnight or just past midnight on Friday are the best 36 hours of the sports year you just sit and you watch basketball nonstop and there's a 12 that beats a four, uh, a 5 and a 13 that beats a 4 and you can't explain it and it makes no sense and and there's craziness and there's Stephen F Austin and there's you know Davidson and Butlers and I don't know why these teams win and I don't know where these schools are if not for basketball I would not know these schools exist if not for basketball and if not for that one upset they pull every couple of years. So this is the best time of the year. I absolutely love it. And uh, the theme song reminds me we will do a top five Tuesday as well. That'll come up in about half an hour or so. Top five sports TV theme songs. Top five sports TV theme songs. You can bet this one's on the list. I love it. I can listen to it on a loop all day. I can listen to it on a loop. It's the best. So we'll get our top five. I'll have Max come in and get his top five. Uh, call in with suggestions there as well. But we do have to start with Syracuse and Arizona State. We have to start with the Orange and the Sun Devils meeting up, obviously, in Dayton tomorrow night. Uh, new terrain for this Syracuse team. Not a team that goes and plays play-in games often. Uh, they have not done this yet in this you know new first four kind of error that's, era that's what uh, eight, ten years old, something like that. Uh, it, it's not like this has been around for 40 years, but Syracuse has not played in Dayton before. It's something new. 
Uh, I'm curious to see how they respond to what is a very quick turnaround. And I, I know that you deal with that on a regular basis in the NCAA tournament, and you're finding out your opponent on Friday night at midnight, and all of a sudden you are... All of a sudden, you are then playing them Sunday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But this feels a little bit different, doesn't it? And I know that every game in the tournament's do or die, but this feels like it's got a little bit more, and these games in Dayton mean something. And I don't know if that's because some people don't think that playing in Dayton is really playing in the tournament. I'm not sure if that's what it is. But doesn't it feel like these games are usually fun and exciting and go down to the wire? And I know that they're being played between like mediocre teams and the 44th and the 43rd team in and the, you know, the last 16 teams. So literally the 67th and 68th team into the NCAA tournament. I get that. But it feels like these games seem to take on a little bit more meaning and are a little bit more exciting when it comes to the NCAA tournament. And you get some games in Dayton that are fun, and it leads right into Thursday at noon, which is the best time of the year, as I said before. So what can Syracuse look out for, and what does Syracuse have to do to win this game? We'll get further into it tomorrow. We'll dive even further in uh, you know, during tomorrow's show. But I think one thing to look at, is the scoring that Arizona State has. And they've got a a relatively balanced attack. They've got a lot of guys, you know, they've got four guys who will score double figures, uh, who average double figures on the year. And they're a pretty good three-point shooting team. They're a pretty good three-point shooting team. Um, And that worries me a little bit if I'm Syracuse. Because the one thing we've seen out of SU this year defensively, um, and they've been great for the most part. They've been a very good defensive team. But the one tendency that we have, you know, sometimes seen out of this team is they can let up the three. Devontae Graham, Kevin Herter, Jalen Adams, Wake Forest the first time around, right? When they just left that corner, that deep corner open a little bit. Boston College, both times. NC State. Wake Forest again. This team is susceptible to giving up threes. And I think that that's an issue when you look at this matchup with Arizona State. I think that can become a problem. Now, Syracuse did great against Wake Forest last week in the ACC tournament. They limited three-point opportunities. And granted, some of that was Wake Forest missing a lot of open, wide-open opportunities. But Syracuse did a pretty good job defending the three-point line last week. And I think that they'll need some more of that tomorrow night if they want to win this game. Now, I do think a wild card here is that you just don't know. You really don't. You just don't know how a team that has not seen the zone, has not seen this specific zone, I don't know how they're going to react. Right? Like, you... You don't know how a team is going to react to this. You hear Giddy Potts a couple years ago for Middle Tennessee State, and I hate that I keep going back to this one, but I will, and I'm going to keep going back to this, this one example. But you hear a guy like Giddy Potts say, oh, we've played a zone before, we've played against the zone, like we know what to do. And then you know that that team is in trouble, right? And then you know that team has no chance. 
because this zone is a little bit different. The movements, the rotations, it's a little bit different than your typical 2-3 zone. So how is Arizona State going to react? Well, they played Washington. They played Washington earlier this year, and, and you know I spoke with Adrian Autry earlier, so you'll hear this coming up. Uh, you better believe that the coaching staff talked to Mike Hopkins. You better believe that this coaching staff reached out to Hop, who played this team, who knows this team, because you would be stupid not to, right? You've got a guy who you worked with for a decade, five years, in Jim Beheim's case, 20 years, and you're not going to call him up? Makes too much sense. And you know what? Washington beat them. Washington held them down offensively. The other thing I'm interested to see is what Arizona State team does comes out tomorrow night. What Arizona State team comes out? Is it the one that went through non-conference and went 12-0 and and had some huge wins and beat Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse and beat, you know, a Kansas State and really challenged themselves and, and went out on the road and won some good games and got to the top five? Or... Or is it, the, is it the Arizona State that has played over the last two months, that has played really poorly in the Pac-12? Which Kansas State team is going to show up? Which Arizona State team, sorry, is going to show up? Because I think that makes a difference. But we know what this comes down to if you're Syracuse, Right? We know what this game comes down to because it's the same thing that every game for Syracuse this season has come down to. Play good defense and hope you get enough offense. Play good defense and hope you can get enough on offense. Right? Hold this team down from their average of 85 points. Hold them down enough. And then think that you can score. Can you score 70? Right, that's the magic number. How many times did Steve and I say over the course of the year, 70 points is the magic number? Can you get there? How do you get there? For Tyus Battle and Frank Howard, are they going to get back on track, or are they going to do what they did last Wednesday against UNC? Because that's not winning you a game. That's not winning you this game, Right? The two of them against UNC missed like 35 shots. 30 shots. That's not going to get the job done. But you know what? O'Shea Brissett had a great game. And Tyus Battle played really well against Wake Forest. So can you get those kinds of performances out of your guys? Will Marek Dolajai give you something? Will Pascal Chukwu give you something? Is Barama Sidibe going to be able to give you anything? Same for Matt Moyer. And if you can get something out of one of those other four, it doesn't have to be the 20 that Marek Dolezal scored against Wake Forest. It just doesn't. But if they can get you something, if they can combine for 10, combine for 12, combine for 15 points, the four of them, all of them, combine for 15 points, that might be enough. Is it asking too much for two baskets each? Opportunity baskets, offensive rebounds, drive and dump off. Is that asking too much? I think that we know after watching Syracuse for the whole year, yeah, 
It is asking too much. Right? That's why Syracuse is in the position that they are. They couldn't win enough games and they couldn't get enough scoring out of out of the, those secondary options. So yes, it might be asking too much. It probably is asking too much to get two baskets out of each of those four players. But I do think that's something Syracuse needs to win a game. I think that they still need contributions from everybody else. Play good defense, defend Arizona State's three-point shooters, and get some kind of offensive contribution from anybody else on your team because you are not winning a game with just three scorers. They tried. They've tried it already this season, and it just doesn't work. They tried it against Boston College. Didn't work. It's not going to work against the tournament team. We're going to hear from Adrian Autry next. Before we do, I want to remind you to fill out your bracket with us over on ESPNSyracuse.com. You'll compete against our hosts, myself, Daniel Baldwin, Brent Axe, all on board. You can win an ESPN Syracuse prize pack And we've got a lot of stuff in this ESPN Syracuse prize pack already. Syracuse basketball tickets next year. Syracuse football tickets next year. Two tickets for each of those. Uh, Two tickets to the SU Navy lacrosse game coming up in about a month. Gift card to Tully's. Gift cards to Eleven Waters. Tickets to Syracuse Stage. We've got a lot of stuff. There's more in there. Tanner Valley. Uh, There's a whole lot of stuff that we've got. Uh, to give away in this ESPN Syracuse prize pack. You want to make sure you're registered. You want to enter your bracket. It's at ESPNSyracuse.com. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Adrian Autry next on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Back here on Orange Nation, Max is... Raising the wrong headphone volume and almost I figured it out. Off. I okay. figured it out. Uh, we'll get to Max in a couple minutes. We'll get to uh, our top five Tuesday question coming up. Uh, and we are doing top five TV sports theme songs. So feel free to uh, call in and tell us we're wrong and uh, tell us your favorite TV sports theme songs. We head to the phones right now, 315-437-7644. We've got Jake in Syracuse on the line. Jake, what's up? What's on your mind? Uh- Hi guys, actually uh I got two questions and I'll t- I'll take your opinions off the air. My question number 1 is uh all the all the moves the Bills are making, do you think they're going to get in on Nick Foles sweepstakes here? And question number 2, Syracuse loses tomorrow night. Do you think they had a successful basketball season? Thanks for taking my call. All right, Jake, thanks. Uh good call, good two questions. I'll take the first one very plainly and simply. Uh I don't think there is a Nick Foles sweepstakes. Like I don't think that's a thing that exists. Um, I think the Eagles are going to hang on to him, and and Max is an Eagles fan, so maybe he thinks otherwise. But uh, the Eagles, like, I don't know that they know Carson Wentz's health and and yeah. how that's going. So I think that they're going to hang on to him. And also, and you know, I, I I'm not sure uh, what you would have to give up to get Nick Foles. And well, like, I don't want to give up a first and a second. That's exactly. Like, I don't want I don't even want to give up a first round pick. Well, that's to get exactly Nick Foles. what they would want because they already came out publicly and said that they want 
uh, equal, if not more, compensation for what they got for the Sam Bradford trade, which yeah, was a first and fourth no, rounder. I'm not, I'm not doing that for so Nick Foles. So if you're the Bills, you're going to have to give up your first and one of your second round picks, I'm thinking, to even like get not, it rolling. No, no, and, I'm not, no. No, I, what no. you brought up is I don't even think there is an Eagles sweepstakes because right. his, Carson Wentz's health is still up in the air for week one, and why not hold on to the Super Bowl MVP exactly and start off the season on a good note, and then you can also deal him if Wentz comes back exactly. healthy and is performing at a high level, because there's still Nate Sudfield, who's the third string. I think, I think there are too many questions about Wentz and his injury, and it happened late enough in the year that maybe he's not back by the opening week. He might I, not even be ready by like the middle of the exa- season. Exactly. So I don't, I don't think that you could pull that trigger now. Uh, as for the second one, yes, yes, this yeah. is a successful season. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Easy. This is one of Bayheim's best years coaching. I, th- I think it is. Doing it three on five offensively all year, um, playing five and a half, six guys essentially. Yeah, this isn't even it's, a question to me. He like, got yeah, 20 wins. Is, he was, you, um, made the to- you made the tournament with this team that had maybe six healthy scholarship players all all year. So yes. And then two of them skipped out on you unexpectedly. So Yeah, no, this, this is a... This is a successful year, absolutely. Even if they um, get bounced in the play-in game, it, as long matter. as they're no, in, it, that's it a successful matter. year. It, yeah, it does not matter if they get bounced. Uh, they, they won 20 games and got to the tournament. This is a successful year. Um, I, I, now, I, next year, if they do this, that's I wouldn't call that sure. a success. Because well, it wasn't all, a, look, it wasn't a, it, if not for the Final Four run two years ago, was that a successful season? No. There you go. But next year, with all the hype coming in, that's, all your, that's my point. Yeah, all the scholarships yeah. you're giving away, and you got great talent coming in, and what's supposed to be coming back, it all depends based on what's going to happen in the tournament. We were just talking in the break that we see Tyus's stock rising if he plays well yeah. in the tournament here. We both agreed that if they didn't make the tournament, we think he's a lock to come back. But if they do this next year with the team they're going to have, and if Tyus comes back, I'd say, yeah, that's a disappointing season, only 20 wins, and barely making the tournament. I would expect them to be more around the 25 Probably. win range and firmly be a lock to get into the tournament. Yeah, let's see Let's see what happens next year. Uh, but yeah, this year's a success, and that's a question that maybe we'll try and bat back and forth later this week or next week, but I, I don't know where... I don't know how you let's would let come... Let's play a game I don't, first. Well, but I also... I, I don't... I, I hesitate to bring it up another time because I don't know how you get on the other side of that opinion. Right. So, uh, with that, let's move to the... Uh, let's move to the top five Tuesday question. We've got uh, some great sports we theme do, songs. We do. We do. There are some fantastic, uh, fantastic sports theme songs. Now, you know March Madness. It is, uh, it is the greatest time of the year. And this is why this came up, because... The March Madness theme, uh, it, it gets me going. It gets me excited every time I hear it. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's this. It doesn't matter if it's the band in the dome. Like yeah. I get excited when this theme plays. And I've been thinking about this for a month, Max, because one of my other favorites is the Olympic theme, because that's a great it's fantastic. A, a great theme song as well. I put the John Williams so, version well, in Well, yeah, that's, that's the that's only the version. Best. No, there was another one, oh, and I didn't really? recognize the oh, name, no. so I was like... No, this is the real one. And So I've been thinking about this for like a month, because the Olympics leading right into... Uh, leading right into March Madness. Like, it's just It was perfect. a good year for sports in that regard. Where It always is, yeah. But the Olympics, I remember as a kid running around the house singing this theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the mark of a really good one. It's like yeah. if it, like, like the sports center theme became a thing, right? Like somebody makes a play and you might go like, da-na-na, da-na-na. Like, yeah. If you're like singing it in your head, I think you're good. Yeah, ex- exactly. I'm, I'm letting this play because at some point it changes. Oh, I, I think now. 
There yes, you go. this is the best part when See, it changes. They had two different songs that they liked, and they were just like, eh, whatever. Well, the whole thing's like a four-minute song. Oh, it's really it's long. Like, yeah. Because, you know, John Williams just can't ever do no. something. Obviously, Sports Center. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We have a much better sounding version of this. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Sports Center starts now. I'm Max Brigani. Oh, wait. A little early for that. The the dunna na dunna na became well, that's, a, yeah became like no that was like when I was playing thing. baseball and someone made a great play exactly. you just hear it from the dugout. Uh, so we got a whole bunch here. Uh, I I don't think you can do a segment like this without mentioning this one. Yep. This is so good that Nelly used it as a as, as a, a real song. Yeah. What this is NBA on uh, NBC. NBC. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a classic it made one. A, it made a cameo in Rio last year. Did it really? Yes. I didn't even for the uh, for the uh, Team USA game. They sent it to Marv Albert, who was the NBA, the NBA on NBC Voice forever. And then, uh, yeah, they played the song. So yeah, we got a lot here. Uh, we got more than that. So uh, Max, why don't I, I let you get started? What what do you have on your list? All right. Well, let's start with my honorable mention because if I could do a top six, this probably oh, would have been top six. Cheating. But okay. The NFL on CBS. Okay. It's just a good one to get pumped okay. up to when you're like okay. about to watch some football. They don't really use it, but okay. It's fine. They use it in the beginning. Yeah. Or like bumping back from commercial. I don't know. I don't meh. That one obviously doesn't tickle your fancy. No, it's good. Coming it's, in at number five, yeah. I gotta I gotta give it to the Champions League theme song, which is another I've one never like heard it's like the before. Olympics where you gotta like you can play like the first part but then go to the end where they they sing it. I've best. never heard this. It's just an epic. This is what they play when the players are walking out. I can see that. Because, like, the Champions League is, like, the four best teams right. from each right. major league. And then if you win so a tournament... So it has to be, it. like, epic. Yes, it's essentially the best teams in the world. And it's this is just an epic. And the voices obviously make it. I don't know. It's, uh, it sounds kind of choiry to me. It's like the Olympic I don't know. theme. Eh, I don't like that. If, you, like if the... you take in the gravity of the situation when the players are walking out, maybe I've got to actually see. You got to see, yeah, because it gets you pumped up. I don't see this getting me pumped up. You got to see it. It's definitely a visual experience to go along with the music. So, listening to music <laughs> is a visual experience. I'm, I'm learning you... things here. <laughs> All right, what else do you have? Uh, MLB on Fox, the old theme, because now they just ripped the Sunday football one. This is good. Yeah, this is... I, I totally forgot about this one. Yeah. This is good. All right. I'll give you that one. And then I got NFL on Fox after that one. Classic. Classic. Yep. So that's what? Three? That's three. Okay. Two is MLB on ESPN. Ooh. That's a good one. This I like this. This is a great one. I like this. This is underrated. This is one that I was surprised wasn't on your list. Yeah, it's not on my list. It might have to be. Be your honorable mention. Yeah. And then sliding it at number one because it gets me so excited for golf season every year is the Masters theme song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. You got to let it play out. You got to let the piano play out. 
It's so relaxing. <laughs> I wouldn't say this gets me pumped for anything. I'm not anything. saying pumped. I'm just you saying I pumped. enjoy it. It gets, it gets me ready for golf season and pumped for golf season because I'm listening to the Masters theme song and watching Tiger hopefully win it this year. No, 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 no. That's number it. one in my no, heart. No, what, no, what is wrong with you? Uh, number five, I put Sports Center because uh, it's a big deal. I think that, like, I don't know if I, I added in the, the cultural significance of the Sports Center theme song to. To its inclusion on my list, but I think I factored that in, like subconsciously. Or the fact that we work for ESPN. I don't think so, because I didn't put any of their other stuff on my list. <laughs> but I think subconsciously I factored in the, the. oh, sorry, I'm lying. I did put one other one on their list. I, I'm surprised you didn't mention this. Yeah. Well, once I saw it on your list, I was like, I got to get something else. Is this too cliched? A little bit. This is like chalk, right? This is like a one seed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like the legacy one seed. This is like Kansas. I think. When was the last time they weren't a one seed? Exactly. Uh, three. Okay. This Solid. is a good one. This is a Solid. good one. Uh, and I think you know where my two and one are going if you've heard the rest of this segment, but two. Yep. I'm a big Olympics fan. I'm a big Olympics fan. I'm a big curling guy after this Olympics. <laughs> it took you this one to no, get into it? Always been a big oh, okay. curling guy. But Super curling? Mario winning the gold medal was <laughs> Curling incredible. is one of those sports that looks like you could just hang out and have a beer in your hand while you do it. Yep. I Which feel like if you go to a like curling a bad, alley, they that's, probably, they probably yeah. that's what's going on. I think so. There might so, be like a no beer on the ice thing in case you oh, spill it. Well, you know what? See, yes and no. I don't know because uh, the ice isn't smooth on, on curling sheets. It's not. No, I thought they zamboni no, or something. No, no, no. They're like bumps. They they like spray water on it to to like have it rise, and that's why they have the sweepers. <laughs> yeah, so that you can nub down the little bumps. See, you learn something new about curling every day. That's that's the sport. <laughs> that's that, your mantra. The sport that keeps on giving. Uh, and then number one, I've said this. I yeah. love this song. It just gets me pumped. Gets me ready. To, so the, it gets me ready to sit on my couch for twelve hours and watch the, the Masters basketball. does to me. And then sometimes it wakes me up out of like a Sunday afternoon nap, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, that's so relaxing. It's good. Doesn't this have you ready to like sit and watch twelve hours of basketball? Yeah, which is what I'll be doing all weekend. Exactly. And I'll be down in New York City for there it. There you go. So. So there's our top five. I had the Sports Center theme, Monday Night Football, NBA on NBC, NBC Olympics, and. Number one. I had to use the fancy voice yeah. guy. We don't use those uh, enough. No. Number two. Number three. Number five. Did we use it too much there? No. Nope. Compensating? Okay. Yeah, we got to just compensate uh, for it. I had quickly yeah, run through years. I had the Champions League for the soccer fans, if there are any that listen to the show. MLB on Fox, the old school game, NFL on Fox, MLB on ESPN, and the Masters, which holds a special place in my heart. All right. Uh, tweet at me at Seth Goldberg17. Give us a call if you want to add to your list. We'll get. Uh, We'll get an update from the road with Stephen Fonte. Maybe next. we'll put him on the spot. And we, see. I, I am absolutely going to put him on the spot. I'm also going to try and guess where he is. We'll do that coming up. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. Back here on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. 
Fill out your brackets. I'm not going to run through the prize pack again, but I fill get out your these brackets. levels right on this thing. Yeah, just... did you pick up the wrong headphones? No, I put the right Good. one on, but I put you up way too high, and then you just yelled in my ear. ESPNSyracuse.com to fill out your bracket. Play against me. Beat me. I'm terrible at filling out brackets. So go am to I ESPN... playing against you, or are they playing against me as well? They're playing It's It's one group. You're playing <laughs> against everybody. So you can play against me, too. Yeah. But, uh, I appreciate, by the way, that you waited for the drop in this song, because Steve just... Gets excited and talks through I don't it. even know if I did it on purpose. I, but Good job. Kudos. Thank you. I like to let the music breathe an extra second you got or it, so. yeah. It's like a fine wine. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm not much of a wine person. I don't think you are. Uh, you don't look like a wine guy. Eh, every once in a while. No, eh. uh, what do you have for us? Well, for me, I, I guess. With all the stuff that's going on in the NFL, I figure we got to start with Kirk Cousins and his fully yes. guaranteed three-year, $85 million contract. What are you doing if you're the Vikings? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you've you invested. Think about all they've invested, by the way, in quarterbacks over the last, like, five years. Yeah. Picked Teddy Bridgewater in the first round in 2014. Yep. Traded a first-rounder to get Sam Bradford. And a fourth-rounder. But, but, but yes. big draft the, capital. Yes. First rounder. And now invested $85 million in guaranteed dollars. Oh, and you pass on a guy who took you to the exactly. NFC Championship yeah. game. And you let him walk out the building. So, man, what are you doing? Uh, I don't I don't get this. Like, is Kirk Cousins really the quarterback who deserves the guarantee? Like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold on Kirk Cousins. I think I've said this on these, these radio airwaves enough times that you would probably know that if you're listening. I'm not a Kirk Cousins person. I'm, so the fact that he's going and getting crazy stupid money is amazing to me. Um, at the same time, it's only a three-year deal. I understand why. Kirk wants to be back on the market before he's 35. And he, you know, and, and three years from now will be the first uh, the first offseason under the new collective bargaining agreement, which I think players are kind of expecting to go more their way in free agency. So it'll help them even more. But I don't I don't know. I don't really get this. And and the fact that he's the first guy to get a, a complete guarantee uh is is mind blowing yeah. to me. Uh but good good. What's for more him. surprising to me is that Case Keenum's expected to be a Bronco now and then the Vikings just let yeah. him walk and now they're gonna give eighty five million dollars to Kirk Cousins, who I could make is a case he that much of is an he Im- that much better than Case Keenum. Like, is he really I don't know. I'm not sure, and, and that's what the I'm... The mediocrity that's occurred in Washington with Kirk Cousins as the quarterback, I know he's done some great things in late in games, and yeah, he can be the guy who throws for 500 yards. He can also be a guy who throws for 150 yards and four interceptions and sure. lose you a game. Yeah, I, so I, I don't know. Um, I don't... I must have missed the appeal yeah. of Kirk Cousins. Apparently he had a lot of appeal in Denver because Von Miller was trying to recruit right. him hard, and that makes a lot of not a lot of sense to me too. If your star player is all in on a quarterback on that market, wouldn't you try to cater to his yeah. his wants? And he he went on the record multiple look, times saying Kirk Cousins would be the perfect fit for Denver. But and look, all of a sudden, if I'm, if I'm Kirk Cousins and a team is actually going to give me the three years fully guaranteed, oh, and, I'm signing and, with them, and, and I heartbeat. get to play indoor, indoors. Yeah. I'm 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 taking that team. Yeah, absolutely. There's I can't, no question I can't in my blame mind. Kirk Cousins for not going to Denver. But also, like, how about it's this? Not, like, it's not even like the Vikings are mediocre. They're a Super Bowl ready right. team. But also, how how about the craziness that is the uh the the quarterback movement here? You have you have Tyrod get traded, you have Case Keenum leave, you have Mike Glennon get cut and he's gonna go sign with Arizona, it looks like, and and you know, be their starter. You have uh you have Kirk Cousins going, you have Alex Smith being traded. Like, 
All the mediocre quarterbacks are getting moved. Yep. None of these teams want the mediocre quarterback <laughs> they have. No. Like, shouldn't that send up a, a a ginormous red flag? Yeah. Like it does to me. Oh, the Redskins, after five years, weren't willing to commit to Kirk Cousins? Why should I? And then they're going to bring in Alex Smith. Right. Who's like, again, the you can same, make the case right. that he's the same quarterback as Kirk Cousins. So, like, I look at this and I'm like, okay, like, why should I... Why should I want Kirk Cousins if they're not if if his team who's had him for five years and has paid him handsomely over those five years on franchise tags they're not willing to pony up? Why should I? Right. You know. Uh, oh, the Vikings aren't willing to pony up for for Case Keenum. Why should I? Yeah. Like and it's it's just mind blowing to me that we're going to pay these guys so much money. It's also noteworthy for, to for mention teams that, players that teams don't want. Well, I mean, one of the most mind-boggling things to me is not Kirk Cousins, but Sam Bradford and how the Bills have expressed interest yeah. in Sam Bradford after his what has become his entire career. Torn ACL in 2014, out with a knee injury last year to miss a majority of 2017. Even he's, when he's when he's played, he's been very a good. Kirk Cousins yeah. sort of quarterback. Maybe even better. A little I could But make, look, but, but look, it's like you can't put your chips in, in the he's, basket. He's if, the same he's the same thing though, Max. Minnesota had three quarterbacks. I know. That could have been starting quarterbacks on any team in the league, and they don't want any of them. <laughs> like, they, want, they don't want any of them. Yeah. Why should I sign them? Well, now what's going to happen, Bradford's probably going to go to the Bills, and, and I would not be surprised. I'd fully expect him to be a quarterback in Buffalo, I think. Sure. What the heck is Teddy Bridgewater going to do? He's going to go Jets? play for the Jets? Sure. With all the quarterbacks coming in now? Sure. I mean, is he... Arizona? Arizona would... I, but then you get Glennon going there. Yeah, but he stinks. He, so does Arizona. This is a rebuilding time for them. <laughs> They're horrible. They are not what they used to be three years ago. Even well, Not even two years ago. Yeah, because they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Who'd they? I don't even know. Oh, they were starting Carson Palmer. Carson right. Palmer, and then he went down He's again. He's old and washed up, right? Yeah. But we, we, we mentioned Tyrod Taylor getting signed by the Browns. Traded. So, or traded. They have Tyrod Taylor, Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry. Potentially can draft Saquon Barkley. Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman. Miles Garrett and Jabril Peppers on the other side. How good can the Browns be next year? What what is their ceiling for wins? Am if, I, if their coach didn't have a one in thirty one record over the last two games, is that all his fault though? I mean, yes, hey. some of it is, but some of it. They I, had a pretty I mean, awful if team. He, if the Browns start zero and four this year, or even zero and three, he's Fire. gone. He's Fire. gone. He got to yeah. be gone. No, I th- look. I I could legitimately see this Browns. Games? I was gonna say seven. Sure. I could I could see them winning seven. Sure. Why Would not? you be shocked by that? No. You add Saquon Barkley or Bradley Chubb in the draft. But yeah, now it becomes interesting. Do you take Saquon one overall no, and have that no, four pick, no, or do you no, take a quarterback no, still? No, you still take a quarterback because Tyrod Ty, Ty, Tyrod Taylor is not your quarterback for the next five years, uh, and certainly not for the next ten years. So draft the quarterback that you want, and there's still too much to be had, uh, too much value to be had by taking a quarterback over Saquon Barkley, as great as Saquon Barkley might be. Well, and I'm the thing I'm on, is, I'm all in on the hype train on Saquon yeah. Barkley, but if you want to take a quarterback. You draft him over the running back. And you can make an argument that the Tyrod Taylor trade was the smarter one that they made compared to Jarvis Landry because then you get the guy who's your placeholder, like you said, and he's only going to play a couple years, and then you draft a quarterback, one overall, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. He gets that little tutelage under his belt. He's not scared or he's not intimidated when he comes in to be the guy. So you can make an argument that that was a a smarter trade than getting Jarvis Landry, who is proven to be one of the better receivers in the NFL. And he's probably gone after the year. You have one more quick one? 
Yes, the Yankees are going to pay Aaron Judge $622,300 after his 52 home run season. You want to hear what else? 12 grand per home run. They're playing they're paying Luis Severino who was a runner up in the Cy Young, 14 and 6, 2980 <laughs> He's making $600,000 yes. too. Greg Bird, $582,000. Montgomery, $270,000. Give me all the cheap pre-arbitration players they're- so we can pay Jacoby Ellsbury to sit on the bench and do nothing. The Yankees are on track to get the payroll under the luxury tax for the first time since 2003. Do you know what happened before 2003? What? There was no luxury tax. <laughs> exactly. The Yankees have never been below the luxury tax line, and they are going to do it. That's just mind-blowing to me that they're getting away with that. That seems like robbery. Well, it is, but those are the baseball rules. And it's I awesome. Mean, Mike Trout got paid nothing before arbitration. Bryce Harper got paid nothing before. Mike Trout won an, won an MVP and got paid five hundred grand the next well, and year. And look what happened with Chris Bryant when he first came up. They kept him in AAA for, an, for an extra 14 yeah. days when he, they were going to call him up just so they could keep him under a rookie yes. contract and not have to pay him. Today's business brought to you by Grossman St. Amore CPAs located in downtown Syracuse. Grossman St. Amore CPAs provides businesses and individuals with tax planning and tax preparation services and strategies to help minimize your tax liabilities. Learn more about how Grossman St. Amore CPAs can optimize the financial opportunities for your business online at gsacpas.com. We'll take a break. We're back with Mike Wheeler, the OCC women's basketball coach, and to wrap it up after this.